Assalamu alaikum and welcome to Isaac Television and uh, my name is Pastor Dave Connell and uh, I'm here today with my father, Pastor Mike Connell and we want to welcome you here today and if this is your first time watching Isaac TV we want to especially welcome you today. Pastor Mike? It's great to be with you Dave, I enjoy doing these uh, messages together and uh, greetings and welcome to everyone who's watching on television, Isaac TV. We uh, trust you'll be blessed as we share together and interact around the Word of God and the mighty miracle-working power of Jesus Christ to transform lives. Great. And uh, for some of you, you might be watching from uh, Saudi Arabia. We want to especially welcome you here today. Uh, if you're watching from around the Middle East, uh, welcome. Thank you for tuning in. And uh, we know that God will really touch your life. And uh, for some of you, you may have been searching for God for, uh, for many years. And we pray that, that today, as you watch this program, um, you'll have a deeper understanding uh, of God and who He is and what He is like. And uh, many people have different ideas about what God is like. Some people think He's very angry, but uh, I want to tell you today that He is full of compassion and He loves you. And uh, wherever you are today, and whatever situation that you are facing, His presence is real, His power is real, and uh, He can touch you right where you are. And uh, especially want to say a big welcome to... Uh, uh, all my friends and family in uh, Lahore, Pakistan, Pastor Isaac, Pastor Emwa, and all the crew at Isaac TV. Uh, Salamji, and uh, nice to see you as well. And uh, Dad, you've just recently been up into Asia on a ministry ministry trip up there. Why don't you just tell us about what happened? Well, we went to uh, to Taiwan, to yes. Taipei, ministered in Taipei and uh, churches in Taipei. And uh, then went down to Singapore to City Harvest Church. Great. And uh, we had just a, an amazing time. You know, God is doing a very wonderful work in Taipei. Uh, churches there are growing. One of the churches uh, that we went to uh, in the space of one week had 1,500 people added to the Lord. 1,500 people yeah. added in one week. And a church of 3,000. So wow. they are working hard to reach people for Christ. And in that church... There's uh, well over 100 celebrities, movie stars, uh, people in the media, television, have come to know Christ, their lives are being changed, and the church is helping them with their careers. And so they, in turn, are influencing uh, the culture, influencing people using the media to uh, wow. bring a message of hope uh, that life can be different through Jesus Christ. Great. And uh, you also ministered to some business people. Yes, we uh, went into private homes. Yeah. Uh, we find that uh, many of the business people, uh, it's not easy for them because of work commitments and because of the position they occupy to be in church gatherings. Yes. Uh, so we went into homes and prayed, ministered to them, and God powerfully touched them. Over the few days, we saw just many, many people delivered of evil spirits and, and many others recorded miracles of healing. It was wonderful. Great. So just while we're talking uh, business people, some of the viewers today... Um, would obviously be in business. Some may have a small business, some may have a big business. And uh, so God can touch them as well today. Oh, well, uh, if you look at the in the Bible at the story of Peter, which we're not going to do today, we'll actually look yeah. at it another time. Yes. Peter made his commitment to follow Christ when he saw a miracle in his workplace. Yes. And we have seen that uh, when, when he saw what Jesus could do in the workplace and saw that he could get a much bigger harvest because he followed Christ, yes. uh, he quickly followed Christ. And yeah. we've seen in, in, in Asia, all over Asia, many, many businesses, hundreds of business people who are, who are followers of Christ and their business uh, reflects the character of the kingdom of God, the values of the kingdom of God, and God is blessing them. They're they saying, prosper. Yeah, they prosper. Wonderful. They certainly prosper. So if you're in business, keep watching Isaac TV. And uh, in another program, we will bring you, uh, we'll do a special edition on, on some business. 
uh, and, and how you can receive the blessing of God in your business. And uh, but today we want to we want to open up the Word of God and uh, we want to show you a story in, in the Bible about how Jesus Christ touched a real person. And we we understand by reading the Bible that Jesus came to this earth. He walked on this earth and he was anointed with the Holy Spirit. And he did miracles and he touched people's lives. He opened up the eyes of the blind. He, he raised the dead. He, he healed sick people. And uh, we understand that by reading the word of God, that Jesus uh, came to show us what God was like. Because uh, many people have different ideas about what God is like. Is he, is he a nice person? Or is he an angry person? Or is he, is he angry with me? Or does he care for me? And uh, so we see through the, the story of Jesus Christ that he models and he shows us what God is really, really like. So we're going to read a story today. And uh, I trust you will enjoy the story. And uh, this story is found in, um, in, in Mark chapter 3, the, the Gospel of Mark chapter 3 and verse 1. And Jesus, he entered the synagogue again. And there was a man who had a withered hand. And they watched him closely, whether he would heal him on the Sabbath, so that, that they might accuse him. And then, they, then Jesus said to the man who had the withered hand, Stand it forth. And then Jesus said to them, Is it lawful on the Sabbath to do good or evil, to save life or to kill? But they kept silent. And when he looked around at them with anger, being grieved at the hardness of their hearts, and he said to the man, stretch out your hand, or stretch forth your hand. And the man stretched forth his hand, and it was restored whole, the same as the other. And then the Pharisees went out and immediately uh, plotted with the Herodians against him, that they might destroy him. So we're reading here about Jesus, he comes into a Sabbath, and there is a man here, the Bible describes that he has a withered hand. Yeah, we have two hands, and one of his hands was withered up. Dad, can we just look at the story and just find out a bit about the condition of this man and what it was like for him to have a withered hand? Well, it's an interesting story because uh, hidden behind the whole miracle is Jesus' confrontation with legalism and hard attitudes that uh, do not represent God. Yeah. And it, it is one of the very few instances where it records that Jesus became very angry. So as we look at the story, we're going to see two aspects. One of it is what gets Jesus stirred up yeah. and, what, and uh, how does he handle people, yes. uh, particularly those who are, who are in need. And so this man here, as it said here, had a withered hand. And uh, the word in the original language means to be completely dried up. And uh, so this man would have possibly suffered some kind of uh, brain injury, a brain aneurysm or something like that. Yes. It's quite common when that happens for there to be an impact on the, uh, maybe a stroke. Maybe a stroke. Maybe a stroke, yes. And so his hand began to wither up as the circulation uh, stopped mm. uh, or become limited and then would have become like a claw and then probably turned inward. Yes. Whatever it is, he would be incredibly embarrassed. Yeah. First thing, he would, he would carry a lot of shame. Not being able to move the hands. Yeah, not being able to move his hands. And of course, when something yeah. is disfigured, people feel embarrassed. They, they, they do. And, and others often look, and they look with disapproval. So he would have experienced uh, several uh, difficulties. One is physical difficulty. Your right hand is the one you use to do everything. Yes. So, so if you're a right-handed person, you lose your right hand, 
everything you do is limited now. Yeah. You've now got to practice and try to work with your left hand. So the first thing is a physical. So the second thing is emotional. There would have been tremendous shame over his life because of the withered hand. Mm. And quite likely he was turned and he probably kept it concealed so it didn't draw attention to himself. Yes. But his life would have been affected. Now, in the Bible, when the Bible's talking about your hand, uh, it's referring to, uh, when it refers to hand, it refers to the work that you do, yes. uh, the works of men's hands. Uh, it refers also, the right hand in the Bible refers to the hand of blessing. So yes. uh, a right hand was the hand of blessing. You blessed someone, you laid hands on them. So sure. this man would never be able to lay his right hand on his son and bless him. Yes. Uh, so it, it, it indicates that he suffered a lot because of this uh, condition with the withered hand. Wow. So that really, when something is withered, uh, it, it's it's dying, it's dead, it's being disconnected. I guess it's probably like in many ways that a, when you see a branch of a tree, yes, and when the branch on the fruit tree is connected, or any tree, there's life. But when the branch is broken, something is disconnected. For a period of time, it starts to wither up. Exactly. And starts to die. And I guess uh, this. A similar thing happened in, in this man's life where his arm something got disconnected but the same could also happen in our hearts too couldn't it well it can happen in our, in our soul our soul can become withered yes. and uh, and our soul can be affected very very deeply by experiences we have in life for example bitterness will wither a soul up Mm. Uh, we, we're made for relationship with God. We're made yeah. to express the nature of God, which is a, a loving nature, a generous nature, uh, a giving nature. Uh, and But when people, say, for example, have something like bitterness, yes. bitterness is like a poison in the soul. The Bible says it, it's a poison that roots in the heart and flows out and affects all your relationships and defiles them. Yes. So from a spiritual and relational perspective, a person who had bitterness in their heart their relationships and the quality of them would be withered. Mm. Uh, there are, I think there are other things that cause withering in people as well. I think that grief and disappointment mm. can also, when, when a person is deeply disappointed or goes through a, a situation of, uh, of loss, say a marriage breaks up, the grief can deeply affect their life and, and wither them. They shut down and withdraw mm. and tend to hide and avoid connection with people mm. because of the grief and pain that they're carrying on the inside. Uh, I think another thing that withers people up is fear. Yeah. See, we're not made to live with fear. Uh, the Bible tells us God gives us not a spirit of fear, fear is a spirit. He gives us a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. Sound mind. Sound mind, exactly. So, so fear, on the other hand, will, will, will steal the confidence out of a man mm. and a woman so they won't, they won't achieve in their life what they could achieve. They will hold back because of fear of a negative outcome from yeah. boldness and business. Uh, fear and business will cause people to hold back from courageous, bold moves. So I, I think that uh, apart from the physical condition of being withered in his hand and the impact that had on his life, there are things that wither our soul and cause us to draw back, turn inward, and mm. not function in the, the abundance that uh, God has intended for us to have. I guess having a withered hand would be one thing, but actually to have a withered soul can affect uh, many areas of our life. You were, talk, you were just mentioning there things like fear can wither yes. the soul, uh, disappointment, yes. uh, grief, grief, yes. uh, things like anger, bitterness. Yeah. Uh, bitterness. Now, <coughs> these things don't just turn up in our lives, do they? No. And I guess in the, in the course of our life, and all of us, as we walk our life, 
will face uh, different hardships in our life. For some people, uh, maybe in business, they have experienced failure. Yes. Uh, for people, they have experienced pain or brokenness in a relationship. So when somebody is bitter, for example, they don't just get bitter for some reason. Obviously, there's been something happened in their life that has caused them to become bitter. Would, would I be correct in that? Well, what you say is very true. You know, Jesus said, keep your heart with all diligence. Yeah. For out of it flows the issues of life. Mm. So the Bible strongly emphasizes the condition of a person's heart. Mm. Uh, so in Proverbs it tells us, guard your heart. Yes. From, that means, in other words, guard what is going into your soul and is having life in your soul, mm. because out of that will flow your life. Your life externally expresses what's internally, yes. what's inside you. Now, uh, so when we look at these, uh, these things here, I think that disappointments, difficulties happen to us all. Mm. I think setbacks happen to everyone. Tragedies are a part of the world we live Listen, in. Some of our viewers today, uh, I know that many of them would have faced uh, things like abuse, physical yes. and sexual abuse. Yes. Maybe uh, you've been beaten by a husband or by a father or by somebody close to you, uh, abused in some way. That surely would bring uh, a brokenness and, and witheredness into our, into our soul. Well, I think it brings a trauma into the soul. But yeah. then here's the, here's the thing. Every person chooses how they will respond to adversity. Yes. yes. So what lives in your heart is not what someone did to you or what happened to you it's how you choose to respond mm. and we can choose to respond with judgment mm. or with grace so some of our viewers today uh, they've experienced uh, they've experienced war yes. maybe experienced terrorism yes and uh, various different forms uh, this also applies to this because when you face terrible situations like that i guess one of the first things that you want to do is to retaliate yes and want revenge. It's the natural thing in the human heart to want to have justice yeah. and we think then that we can extract, we want to extract revenge, we want to pay someone back. Yeah. The dilemma is how much do you pay back? Yes. And so once you start down the route of seeking revenge and retaliation, then you end up with a uh, situation Escalates. of a cycle of hate ex escalating, yes. So I guess jealousy would be something else that would uh, wither the heart? Yes, indeed. Yeah. I think when people uh, don't have a grateful heart for what they have and they look with uh, bitterness about their own situation and envy and jealousy about what others have, yes. it's again, it's a comparison and a judgment. You've got more than me and now I, I resent you for that and I want to take away from you what you have. So this will wither your soul because it stops you being uh, abundant and generous in life. Okay. One of the ways, one of the areas that it really shows up in is if someone else gets ahead. Yes. So someone else gets a raise, someone else gets a vehicle, someone else gets uh, a blessing of some kind, immediately you hear of that, whatever's in your heart's going to flourish straight away. Correct. If you think, well, why does he get that and not me? Bitterness is flowing, envy's flowing. Yeah. But if, if instead you can say, well, that's wonderful, and, and, and you can, you can uh, be, uh, you can honour the person and be glad for them, then yes. you know your heart's free of this kind of thing. Well, let's just take a short break and we'll be back with you to carry on with the story. Hello, welcome back to Isaac TV. And uh, we're just reading a story today about a man that had a withered hand. And uh, we see so far in the story that uh, we see that the man was in the synagogue and, and Jesus then called him out. 
and uh, we've just been talking about different uh, different things that can one wither our our soul, and uh, which actually affects every part of our life. And so let's just talk about uh, now this interaction that this man had with Jesus. Well, let's read from the Bible what it says, Dave. Yeah. Uh, it says they what they referring to religious leaders who ran the synagogue watched him closely that whether he would heal him on the Sabbath though they might accuse him so here's the first thing we see is that there's a key group of people there these are religious leaders they had no real love for God they lived by laws and rules they had no yeah. real relationship with God they claimed that they represented God and this is the thing that provoked this conflict that mm. takes place and uh, so you notice two things. They were aware of the sick man. Yes. Because they were watching to see what Jesus would do. Yes. They were aware Jesus healed sick people. So yes. already his reputation had gone out that he healed people. And they were standing watching to see if he would heal the sick man yes. on a Sabbath day. Now, yes. it's quite possible even they brought him into the synagogue just to set Jesus <laughs> up. Yeah. But the bottom line was they wanted to accuse him. Mm. And uh, so their whole heart was not for people. Their heart is to preserve their position, their power, their influence uh, over people uh, using laws, religious laws, on people who just were well, simple people wanted to just love God. Yeah. And so their, their intent was that they would find an occasion to accuse Jesus. So we actually see that Jesus saw and he was, he was saddened, he was grieved by the hardness of their hearts. Well, it, it's a little more than that because Jesus provokes a confrontation. Yeah. I like that about Jesus. Not soft. Yeah. It was no trouble in provoking something. If we see here, it says, He said to the man who had the withered hand, step forward or, or rise up. Yeah. And then he asked them a question. So he's put the man up there. Now, there's nothing going to be hidden. He's got the man with the withered hand right out there in front of all of the congregation who are all watching. Yeah. And Jesus is not talking to the people. He's talking, confronting the religious leaders. And he asks them a question. Often yes. he asks them a question. And here's the question. Is it, uh, is it lawful on the Sabbath to do good or evil? to save life or kill. Mm. Now, one of the things that happened in those days was that the religious leaders would offer a lambs uh, and shed the blood of a lamb uh, as an atonement for sins. So they would do mm. that. Yeah. And so they would take life. So he's asked them a question, which is it lawful to do, to kill a life or to save a life? Yeah. And he's, he's put a question out to them they cannot answer. Yes. And uh, so he's, he's now provoking them. And uh, if you look there, it says, he says, he looked around at them with anger, being grieved for the hardness of their hearts. Yeah. And this is one of the rare occasions where it says that Jesus got angry. Mm. And uh, he, was, he was absolutely furious. That The word uh, indicates someone strongly provoked in their spirit, someone who's heated with passion. Yes. So he was heated with passion yeah. as he looked around. And, and so the question we think is, well, what got Jesus angry? Because remember, Jesus represented what God is like. He represented the heart of God. So whatever got Jesus angry, this is God getting angry. That's right. So it's a good question to ask, what yeah. gets God angry? Yeah. And uh, we see that what got him angry, it says also, it says he was grieved, or there was a deep inward sorrow. Yes. So often when people are in grief, they do get angry. Yes. You, you get stirred up over That's something. Right. So, but the thing that stirred him up was the hardness of the religious hearts. Mm. There was not an ounce of compassion for people in need. There was no desire or attempt to help people in need. Mm. In fact, all they were interested in was their own position, recognition, status, and well-being. Yes. And this is what grieved them, that they would dare 
to say that what they did represented God. Yes. This made him furious because this misrepresented God. Yes. Uh, I, I don't know about you, but it's it gets you certainly gets you wound up if someone misrepresents you by saying and doing things in your name that's absolutely contrary to how you would operate. This is because there'd be many people watching today, and their their understanding of God may have actually been misrepresented by religious leaders. Well, exactly. And this is what makes this story so interesting, because uh, Jesus, who represents and who fully expressed, in Hebrews 1 it says, he's the express image of the invisible God. So Mm -hmm. this is God operating now. Mm -hmm. And he's looking at religious people with no compassion to heal and restore the brokenhearted. And he is grieved and he is angry. And so now... He actually challenges them in front of the whole of the congregation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so let's look at the story, because this is an amazing thing that takes place. Well, he said to the man, stretch out your hand. And he stretched it out, and his hand was restored as whole as the other. So the first thing he did was got him to, to, to stand up and come forth and be alongside him. Yes. And that was what he could do. He could stand up. I'm sure he didn't want to, <laughs> because he's got a withered hand. He didn't want to be seen in the midst of the of everyone and made a spectacle of. Yes. But the, but Jesus gave to me it seems three commands. One, stand up. In other words, don't stay there hiding. Don't stay in concealment. Don't stay in that place of shame. Yes. Stand up. Make a decision on the inside. Yes. Second thing he he asked him to or told him to do was come over here and stand by me. Mm. So you get the picture there, you've got the congregation, you've got the religious leaders watching there, you've got the man with the withered hand, and then he told him to do the one thing that was physically impossible because of the the, the issue of the stroke and because of the issue of the, the hand actually was withered. That's right. So he then said, stretch out your hand. Yes. And so the man had to make a faith response to the command Jesus gave and as he stretched his hand out, the miracle power of God flowed through that hand and all of those withered uh, fingers and joints began to feel life. And in front of their very eyes, suddenly now we've got He's a got whole perfectly operating hand. The same as the other one. Same as the other one. Well, interesting, I, I, interesting thing I noticed here that Jesus doesn't actually pray for him, does he? No, he just gives him a command and cause them to respond in faith. So some people, when they want, uh, when they're believing for a miracle, just want somebody just to pray for them. Yes. But on this particular occasion, Jesus never prayed for him. No. He just gave him a command. Exactly. And because, and then we understand, we can see that he responded out of faith, and then as he responded, it was the faith that he had, I believe release the power of God into his life. Many miracles that are done, there's just a command given. Mm. Like Peter prayed for the crippled man, rise up and walk in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And the man stood up and as he made the action, he was healed. I remember praying for one lady and uh, she uh, had had damaged her shoulder and could not raise her arm at all uh, without there being in pain. And so, so we just spoke and commanded the infirmity to go, commanded the, uh, the, the shoulder to be healed. Mm-hmm. And then I said, now I want you to move your arm. And she said, well, I can't, it hurts. I said, move your arm. Mm-hmm. And so as she began to move, she said, but it hurts. It hurt. Oh, it's not hurting anymore. And her arm was, wow. was just set free like that. Yes. So it, in, in the, both these situations, it was the action of faith in response to the command of Jesus. Yes. The miracle flowed. Wow. 
Isn't that wonderful? So there'll be viewers out there today, for some of you viewers watching right now, um, you may have a, a physical sickness in your body. Uh, maybe you've had a... a Maybe you've had a brain tumour, maybe you've had a brain aneurysm, or you've suffered a stroke. Maybe there's a part of your physical body today that is, that is in need of a miracle. Maybe uh, you need to, your eyes restored, maybe you have, a, you have arthritis in your hand. Um, the power of God is, is, is available to you right now, and he can heal you right where you are. Uh, Dad, for, for people out there that are needing a physical miracle in their body right now, uh, what can they do right now? What can what can happen right now? Well, Dave, the first thing is that Jesus is the one who heals. Yes. We need to actually make a decision inside that we will respond to Jesus. So we can pray and we can uh, speak into the television, speak to people. But uh, at the end of the day, you need to make your own personal decision inside that you will respond to Jesus Christ, to who he is and what he's done. He is, the Bible calls it, they call his name Jesus, meaning saviour because he will save people from their sin. And many times sickness is connected to sin, yes. just as demonization is connected to sin. Mm. So Jesus is the savior. That means he heals, he restores, he makes new again, he gives new life to, he rescues people out of a desperate situation. Yes. So the healer is Jesus, the deliverer is Jesus, yes, the, the one who saves is Jesus. So for healing today, uh, uh, I believe people need to make, to make a decision the first decision is to arise in their heart and make a decision to reach out to Jesus Christ in faith. Yes. He is the healer. He is the saviour. So he, he is not limited by time and space, is he? Oh, not at all. He's not limited by distance. Not at all. So people right in their own bedroom or where they are listening or watching this right now, the Holy Spirit is able to come and touch them right now. Exactly, just where they are. There are several miracles that Jesus did which took place over distance. Mm. There's no time or distance or anything that can stop the power of God flowing to people where they are right now. So with people watching right now, maybe there's that they're needing a physical miracle in their body. Yes. But for some of them, their hearts may be withered. There may be a, a witheredness that, have, that has come into their heart. Yes. Maybe jealousy, uh, bitterness, anger. Uh, disappointment. Disappointment. Fear. Fear that's actually withered the heart. Now, the Holy Spirit can come and bring healing to them right now, is that right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I think the thing is to bring the per each person, you, if you're watching here and this is your condition, the first decision is to realize that Jesus can help you and wants to help you. We see in the story how what angered him and grieved him was that uh, religious leaders refused to help people. And uh, they misrepresented what God is like. Or God charge you money. Charge you money, exactly. <laughs> yeah. so, but God is a healer. He will heal you. He can do this today. But you've got to reach out to him in faith. This man received three commands. One, stand up. Two, come and stand near Jesus. And three, stretch out. And it was in the one thing he couldn't do, that was where the miracle took place. And we want to pray for you. We want to give you a chance to experience the power of God too. Amen. And to respond to Jesus Christ. Yeah. So if you're watching today and you've never, ever received Jesus Christ into your heart, we would love uh, to lead you in a prayer. We would love to invite you to receive Jesus Christ into your heart today. Uh, the Bible says in, in, in Psalm chapter 23 that he is the restorer of our soul. And he can come into your heart and bring healing into the parts of your life that are with it. He's the restorer of our soul. We also see in Luke chapter 4 verse 18 that he came to heal the brokenhearted. Yeah. And for those of you that are, are, are broken in your heart, uh, 
He wants to bring healing into your life today. That's the reason he came. It's the reason he was anointed with the Holy Spirit, is to bring healing to people just like you. And uh, for some of you, you've faced terrible pain in your life. But I want to tell you today that there is hope. When Jesus Christ comes into your life, he can bring you hope. So I want to invite you today uh, to receive Jesus Christ into your heart, wherever you are, whether you're in a jail cell, whether you are in a business, wherever you are in a factory. I want you just to take a moment right now. If you want to invite Jesus Christ into your heart, he will come into you and he will he'll break the power of sin off your life. He will give you a fresh start and he will give you the free gift of eternal life. And there's nothing that we can do to earn salvation. It is a free gift. Uh, all we have to do is just to open up our heart and to receive Jesus Christ. So I'd like for you right now, uh, just to close your eyes, and I would like you to follow me in this prayer. And pray this prayer from the bottom of your heart. Can we pray today? Yeah. Amen. Thank you, Father. Father, I thank you for my, our viewers today. Lord, I thank you that you love them. I thank you, Jesus, that you died on the cross for them and that you rose again. Lord Jesus, I thank you today that you want to touch their hearts, that you want to set them free, uh, that you want to bring healing into their heart. I just want you to follow me in this prayer right now. Dear Jesus, I come to you today. Dear Jesus, I come to you today. I've sinned and I've, I've gone my own way. I've sinned and I've gone my own way. But Lord Jesus, today I, I turn to you right now. Lord Jesus, today I turn to you right now. I open up my heart to you. I open up my heart to you. I thank you that you died on the cross for my sins. I thank you that you died on the cross for my sins. And that you rose again on the third day. And that you rose again on the third day. Jesus, today I invite you into my heart. Jesus, today I invite you into my heart. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. Wash me clean today, Lord Jesus. Wash me clean today, Lord Jesus. Jesus, today I receive your free gift of eternal life. Jesus, today I receive your free gift of eternal life. I receive your spirit into my life. I receive your spirit into my life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for loving me. Thank you today for your free gift of eternal life. Thank you today for your free gift of eternal life. Thank you, Jesus. Today I am saved. Thank you, Jesus. Today I am saved. I put my hope and my trust in you right now. I put my hope and my trust in you right now. Amen. Amen. For those of you that have prayed this prayer for the first time, I want to say to you today that your sins are forgiven. Your sins have been washed away. And today is a brand new start. Today you have received God's gift of, uh, of eternal life. Today your name has been written in his book of life. Yeah. And uh, so I want to welcome you into the family of God today. Welcome into the presence of God. And so but today we also want to pray for those of you that are sick. For those of you that are uh, maybe like the man with the withered hand. And uh, Dan, would you like to uh, pray for these people today? Very good. I'd love to. And, and so if you're watching right now, if you have a physical problem in your body, and uh, maybe it's a condition in your hand, the joints of your hand, maybe carpal tunnel syndrome, something in your wrists and joints, uh, if you have some physical infirmity of some kind, uh, then if you can put your hand on that right now, and uh, I want to uh, get you just to open your heart to let God touch you. As soon as I finish praying for you, begin to move, stretch your hand out, try to do something you couldn't do before. If the problem's in the leg or in a limb, try to do something you couldn't do before. If you're uh, uh, in a wheelchair or have a walking stick, uh, just make an effort to stand up and uh, get people to assist you if they're watching you. Uh, so if you have a physical problem, I'm going to pray for you right now. I want you straight after that to, make, to try and do something that you couldn't do before.
And then we'll pray for people whose soul has been withered and ask God to help you too. So really, if you've got physical infirmity in your life, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, yes. I speak now to every spirit of infirmity. I command you, release each person that is watching this tonight. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, spirits of infirmity, spirits of sickness, I command you to go now. I release the healing power of God. I speak right now to all pain in the joints and the wrists. Loose in Jesus' name. I command withered hands. I command live in the name of Jesus Christ. I speak now to those who have brain tumors or strokes. Live in Jesus' name. Live in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I command those who have issues in their legs and limbs, arise in Jesus' name. Walk in Jesus' name. Live in Jesus' name. We release the healing power of God to you right now. Those who have cancers, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, spirit of cancer, I command you to go in Jesus' name. Deaf ears, be opened in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We release God's healing power to touch you. Be opened in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, we just thank you for each person that's been touched by your power and your presence flowing right there where they are right now. And please do something you couldn't do before. Just see what God has done and rejoice and thank him. Now, those of you who suffered for grief and suffered trauma or suffered bitterness in your heart, you know, one of the big things about that is the need to forgive. We need to release the judgments we've made against others. We need to just release them and forgive them. Forgive them doesn't, uh, doesn't uh, change the fact that injustice has occurred. It means I'm not going to stay locked up in that. I'm going to open my heart for God's grace to come into me. So just if you'll just, uh, in a very simple prayer, just close your eyes right now. Release words of forgiveness. Father, in Jesus' name, I forgive those who've hurt me and injured me. I release them and forgive them as you have forgiven me. Mm. I walk in blessing, not in cursing. Amen. Now, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, spirits of trauma, spirits of fear, spirits of abuse and violence, go in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Spirits of death, tormenting spirits, spirit of bitterness, unforgiveness, hatred, Go in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Loose these people right now in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Lord, we thank you for what you're doing right now, just where people are being touched by your wonderful power. We give you all the honor and all the glory. Dave, it's been great to be here again today and share together. And uh, we look forward to hearing testimonies of people that were touched uh, and received Christ or got a miracle during this time together. Amen. Thank you for joining us today with Isaac at Isaac TV. And uh, don't forget to have a look at our website just here on the screen. Uh, you can go www.isaactelevision.tv and you can see also our live coverage. And uh, so thank you for joining with us today. And we'll see you again very, very soon. Shukriya.